Welcome back. Welcome back. Relism Sports Talk, episode 61. Yo, 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 yo. It's almost playoff time. We're going to do a recap of the Relism Raw Sports Talk on last Friday. We're going to talk about the NFL playoffs. We're going to talk about defensive player of the year. We're going to talk about bye-bye Bama. Hey, and which coaching job is going to be the best? We saw Black Monday. We saw Black Monday. So, but which one is really the best, though? You know what I mean? I guess any NFL coaching job is the best. But which one's going to be the best? But before we start, I want to just give a shout-out to everybody supporting us. I appreciate it. All the people we're getting on, new new listeners, new subscribers, new people joining the show. It's awesome. We're having a good time. So what I like to tell people is, hey, Relative Sports Talk is available for people, you know, if you don't want to hear all that. Maybe sometimes profanity or other things or loudness, even though I'm loud anyway. Um, check me out on Relative Sports Talk, podcast, YouTube channel, whatever. But then on Fridays, it seems like it's every Friday. It seems like that's what we be doing. Relative Raw Sports Talk, we got featured guests. We got champions of fantasy. We got my boys on here, soon to be. So people that y'all know the names, here they come, here they come. Word is going, and I appreciate everybody for the true love they're showing. Really, really appreciate that. But um, so tune in to Realism Raw Sports Talk too this Friday also, and we're trying to figure out a way to make it live that we y'all can interact with us while we getting raw. We're gonna make that happen too. But this episode sixty one, we're gonna recap episode sixty of the raw episode because there was some crazy stuff going on with that. We're gonna talk definitely we're gonna talk about the NFL playoffs. I mean, that's what we've been waiting for, yo. It's gonna be crazy. Um Defensive Player of the Year. You know what I'm saying? Recapping the last, you know, couple episodes, I heard some people chattering about some different names. Uh, we're gonna talk about the college football championship game. Um, and then the coaches. So here we go. Here we go, guys. Here we go. So when we start recapping, we we talked about Ben. Ben got his love. Ben got his love and all that. People said Ben was the best out of those three. Philip Rivers, da, da, da. I guess I was the lone wolf with the Philip Rivers. Uh, maybe it's just me. Whatever. I can be wrong sometimes. Sometimes I ain't admitting it yet, but I could be wrong. Um. And then we got a <laughs> AB. I think Tommy said it right, yo. And not trying to not trying to joke about it, but when he talk about Vontez perfect hit. I didn't even think about that until he said it. And I was like, you know what? And I start chronicling the order of his life after that. Tommy, you might be on to something with that, yo, because he don't need to play no more football. They need to check him out, see what's going on in his head. I don't know. Call his mama, do something. I don't know. Get him a pacifier. I don't know what we can do. If something needs to happen with AB, done. Unless Quez wants to take him to Dallas. But I ain't going to dog Quez because I'm going to give him a shout out. Anyway. And then the big one, of course, you know, Derrick Henry or home field advantage. Well, the Titans survived, and I do mean survived against the Texans. <laughs> but that's the best team in it all. Oh, no. But they survived. Um, you know, we went back and forth. We've been doing this all week. My Our group chat is going crazy over this Derrick Henry or home field. They will not give in. Shaman won't give in. Um. Tommy won't give in. Let me fix my hat while I show you that new fade. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Feel so much better growing my hair. Cut my hair, I mean. Anyway, so I'm still in the mindset, Derrick Henry over home field. Who cares? 
But now that they have home field, I hope Derrick Henry don't play. So I can say, one and done, Titans. One and done. Unless Pittsburgh beats the Chiefs. I'll get to that, though. But, I mean, you know, hey, that's what I love about it. Everybody's got their own opinion. We debate it. I love it. But I will say he always talked about Tannehill was more important than Derrick Henry. This and this and this. Go ask John Elway who was more important when he went to Super Bowl at the Super Bowl and couldn't win. And then he got a rushing game with Terrell Davis and won two. Was it because of John Elway? I don't know. I don't know. Terrell Davis. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So I'm going to give a special shout out to Shaman. Yo, Shaman nailed it on the head. If you didn't hear it, check out uh, episode 60. <laughs> I think it's part two. Shaman told you why the 49ers were going to beat the Rams. It's crazy. I listened to it and was like, what? This young buck is selling some things. He said the 49ers were too physical and the history of beating the Rams, da, 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 da. Even with everything on the line for the Rams and at home, he said the home game don't matter because four, more 49er fans go out there. And damn sure, I watched the game. And 49er fans were everywhere. So, Shaman, special shout-out for you. Hopefully, you can get on Friday. I think I just talked to you. You said you're getting on. That's what's up. Keith, I'm going to give you some love. Your Steelers won the game, and that's what you wanted. You said hell with the draft picks. You know, GM Tommy and I co-signed on it too. But you said, nah, man, why why we want to end it? Like one more game. One more game. Let's see where it goes. And the way this year has been, I mean, we don't know what's gonna happen. We don't know. Could it happen? I've seen crazier. So kudos to you, Keith, for sticking with your guns and your and your fandom of the Steelers. They there now. But the biggest shout out of the whole thing. The biggest one goes to Mr. Mr. Marquez. Another the other young gun. This guy, more than one time, if you watch the show, more than one time, said the Jaguars were gonna beat the Colts. He even went so far when I was asking which game was the biggest game of the week. We all talk about the Titans, we talk about this, then we talk about the Raiders and and um Chargers too gets in. He said the Colts game. And I'm loud anyway on the on the on the raw sports talk on Friday. I ain't hear that, but then I listened to it. I was like, this guy still said the Colts game was the most important. And damn sure he wasn't right. Mr. Quez. First of all, you said Jackson was gonna beat the Colts. It was the most important game because the Colts controlled all kinds of destinies. And he said, and he said the Steelers would make the playoffs. I mean, this guy nailed some stuff. Nailed some stuff. So, kudos to you, Quiz. Hopefully, you can get on there Friday also. Um, good job getting getting the point across with a little bit. Of, you got that youth knowledge out here. We got that new age knowledge out here. I like that. Um, but what we're going to do, we're going to start off, of course. We're going to start off with the NFL playoffs. So, we're going to start with the NFC. We're going to go by game by game. We're going to talk about some things. So, Eagles versus Bucks. I mean, everybody said we ain't betting against Tom. We ain't betting against Tom on my on our group chat app. Ain't nobody going against Tom. Da da da. Because I said they might lose their first game. I ain't know they was playing the Eagles. Of course, I mean the Eagles. I might have changed my mind because that's probably the worst team in the whole play. I right. <laughs> I'm gonna stop being mean to the Eagles because they got there when people never thought they would. 
you know, very, very few selected handfuls said that the Eagles would make it to the playoffs. But guess what? Now, now I'm hearing the weather's bad, and now they're talking about there's wind and all kinds of things. Who does that fit better? The Eagles. Why? Because they run the ball. Hurts ain't trying to throw it that much. If he is, it's like little dumps to the tight end, screen passes. I mean, Devontae Smith is a stud from Alabama, the wide receiver. But you can't use him in fantasy that much because you never knew when he was going to get the ball. You know what I mean? It was kind of like um, Ted Ginn Jr. back in the day or Will Fuller a few years with the Texans. You know what I'm saying? He make them deep plays. He gets you 20-some points, and then all of a sudden, well, next game, he's getting you a one or two because that's how the way the offense ran. But I'll tell you what, the Bucks don't sleep on the Eagles. Don't sleep. Bad weather. A non-mobile quarterback. I don't care how great you are, Tom Brady. You're not fully loaded. No A.B., no Godwin. You are getting Fournette back. And I think Fournette being back is gigantic. Because I would have, I might have picked the Eagles if you, I got some points, you know what I'm saying. But I might have picked the Eagles, but Fournette being back, I'm going to still slide with the, with the Bucks. But this ain't going to be no laugher. I'm telling you, it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. Cowboys. I think the Cowboys got probably the worst matchup that they probably could get. You know what I'm saying? Against the 49ers. The 49ers are hot. They went into the Rams joint, took care of business. But they did it like Shamar said. They were physical. They run the ball. Debo Samuels can do everything on the field. He's not a wide receiver. He's not a running back like they were doing with Cordell Patterson. This dude's doing everything. He can run out like me and Shamar was watching the game. And I caught I said, yo, Debo can run it. He can pass it. And you know what? He can throw it. Put him, put people in motion. I mean, we were discussing the whole thing. You know, armchair GMs and armchair coaches. We was doing that. But damn sure, Debo ain't throwing touchdown pass. He can run a pass. He might be one of the toughest dudes out there. I always say George Kittle's the heart and soul of that team. But he's the most important player on that team. And if Debo's rolling, I mean, I know the Cowboys, they turn over machines. They get turnovers after turnovers after turnovers. Diggs, Parsons, they doing all kinds of things out there. You know, the, the edge rushers. That team is loaded everywhere. I don't even know why they're not looked upon even more. It's because they're the Cowboys. They always get in their way some kind of way. But my question about the Cowboys is, yeah, they gonna get they can get turnovers. But are they going to trust Zeke? Are you going to trust Zeke? It's Ezekiel Elliott. It's the playoffs. If you lose, you're done. And, you know, Brandon will test this. He had him in the cha- in, um, in fantasy. Do you trust Zeke in the playoffs? Suppose he starts running the ball a couple times. Because that 49er front ain't no joke. Both of them boys ain't no joke. Or do you just Pollard earn some spots? And then we start wondering, is Ezekiel Elliott going to get traded next year? Is he going to be a Cowboy? It's going to be crazy stuff if that happens. I'm not trying to jinx them. I'm just being realistic. But then you look at the 49ers. Hey, Jimmy G out here, is he healthy? He looked all right last game. I'll tell you what, though. Jimmy G is 7-0 and when he doesn't throw an interception. And what's the Cowboys' motto? Motto, get the interception or turnovers. They want turnovers to help their offense. So it's going to be a great game. Because the 49ers are going to try to run the ball, control the clock, and do what they need to do. Will the Cowboys get antsy and start forcing things and turning the ball over? Who knows? That's going to be a great game. If I had to pick them, I'm going to save it for Friday. <laughs> I'm going to save it for Friday. That's tough. And then the other game. 
My Cardinals, baby. My Cardinals. Yeah, I know I'm wearing a Rams hat, but it matched my shirt. You know what I mean? So, hey, whatever. But I'll tell you why I got the Rams hat on. The winner of this game is my Super Bowl pick. That's the one I think is going to go to the Super Bowl and the one I want to win the Super Bowl. Are the Cardinals healthy enough? Is J.J. Watt ready? Is Kyler ready? Is, is your team ready? I mean, are you ready mentally? Is Connor still healthy? You know, is D-Hop going to make the game? We don't know. It's all kinds of things that actually could help the Cardinals because the Rams don't know what's going on. And the Rams' safeties are done. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's getting hurt. Everybody's getting hurt in the secondary for the Rams. It's crazy how everybody's getting hurt. Fuller just went out. He's gone. The other safety's got a concussion. DBs are done. They did, they did just signed Eric Weddle. Remember Eric Weddle? Remember him? He played for the Chargers all them years. Then he went to the Ravens trying to win a ring. They just signed him. They just signed him. So, I'm just saying, the Cardinals, yo, Cardinals deep, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, it's time to shine, baby. It's time to shine. Matthew Stafford, time, I mean, this, this is what they brought you here for, Matthew Stafford. Oh, Odell, this is what they brought you here for. I, it's, it, that game has to be the most captivating game. That's why it's on Monday night. Because it's crazy. Storylines are off the chain. Cam Akers is back. Cam Akers is supposed to take this team over the top at the beginning. And, and some people in fantasy, Brandon knows me as well. He's going to be my keeper. He's going to be my player. He's going to be the one big time running back in fantasy. He gets hurt, but he's back. He's back. Can he be the difference maker? Sonny Michelle, Darren Henderson, they, they were serviceable all year. But Cam, I feel like Cam, and Keith loves him because he was at Florida State. Cam Akers could be something different, I think. I don't know. It's intriguing. I can't wait to see it. Um, I hope the Cardinals win. But, hey, I can't wait to watch the game. In the AFC, we got Kansas City versus Pittsburgh. Kansas City better not take this lightly. They better not overlook this. If I'm Patrick Mahomes, yo, a few years ago, they looked at you like you was the greatest thing ever. You getting all this money. You getting a million dollars a minute, and you start adding up a contract. But I tell you what, dude, you lose this game, you start your shine starts lowering down, son, because you didn't have a great year already. Already didn't have a great year. Yeah, I know the running back got hurt or whatever. Uh, CEH, I know Kelsey missed a couple games. And Tyreek Hill was a little banged up or whatever. But as the offense was banging up and whatever, whatever, the defense stepped up. And the defense became official. You know what I'm saying? People were using them in fantasy like crazy to get 30 points. I know because I played New York Smoke with that jump. <laughs> he was the number one team in the T-League, but ultimately he didn't win that prize. Anyway, um, so we know if that defense can do whatever it is, the offense to be safe. Pittsburgh is going to be what they are. They're going to run the ball, slant passes, and do whatever. They better go after Ben Roethlisberger like he's the old Ben Roethlisberger. But what makes me so nervous about it is Pittsburgh ain't got nothing to prove. They got nothing to prove. And Ben's going to come out like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Nobody expects us to win. We're just going to go out there and have fun. When people say that, that makes me nervous because that puts the pressure on the other team. And I definitely don't want Pittsburgh to win. I got money on the day, but I win. What also makes me nervous is the last game on Sunday. It's not a Saturday game. You would think Pittsburgh would be on a Saturday, right? The lowest team in the AFC. Shouldn't you play on Saturday? They playing on Sunday, and it's the last game at 8-15. Why are they putting them on so late? What do they know that we don't know? 
I'd say <laughs> I am nervous about this game. Uh, you two reasons why I'm nervous. Cause I don't want Pittsburgh to win. I got money on it. And then if they win, they have to play the Titans and the Titans get a cakewalk. And it's going to beat my whole argument about the Titans being good without Henry having home field. That would be some crap that would happen. Ah! Next game. Buffalo, New England. Number three. New England won the first game. It was like gigantic storms and all. They ran the ball. They only threw the ball like one time. And they won the game. <laughs> Second game, it wasn't like that. And Buffalo blasted. This time, it's going to be cold, but it ain't going to be like that. Buffalo, your time is now. Past couple years, past few years, they looked at you like, my time is now. When Josh Allen turned that corner a little bit, and then you add on Stephon Diggs. And don't, hey, Devin Singletary has come out of nowhere. I don't know if he's always been there or if the coach didn't let him run the ball. But Devin Singletary could be the catalyst for the whole thing, man. And I think Buffalo is going to smack New England in the face. It is a Bill Belichick team. Are they going to smack them? Maybe not. Maybe it'll be closer than that. But New England cannot get behind. You get behind by 10 points, it's over. I'm just saying, it's over. Matt Jones has not shown me that he can come back. He's the biggest front runner there. It's like LeBron James. When you are front runner, that's what happens. Nope. Yeah, I threw in the LeBron shot. I do that because, you know. Anyway, New England has to be ahead, has to cause turnovers, and has to corral Josh Allen. You let him start getting out. He's been running like crazy. He almost beat me in fantasy with Chris. But they didn't. Thank God. Because he was running the ball every play. So I'm going to go with Buffalo with that one. I'm going to go with Buffalo with that one. And then the Bengals versus the Raiders. And shout out to all the people that picked the Raiders. Drew, shout out. Quez. Quez said the Raiders would win. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to you guys. And I'm going to say this right now for you, Drew. I'm going to say this, yo. Derek Carr. I have been dogging Derek Carr. Not dogging him, but like, I don't know. But I, I just want to say this. I mean, he might be the most underrated leader in the league right now. And I see why you never wanted to get rid of him. You know what I'm saying? Even when we were talking about Aaron Rodgers coming there, you were talking about Carr. That leadership. So my question is going to be for Friday. Is that leadership worth more than the talent of an Aaron Rodgers coming there? Is it? You gonna have to you got to tell me something good, Drew. Somebody's got to tell me something on Friday because I can't pass that up. But the Raiders, they're hot, they're hungry. They seem like I don't know what they seem like. They just they got a certain moxie to them, and I think that starts with the quarterback. And I have to give them some love. I have to I have to eat the eat eat that crow, yo. Derek Carr, he's showing me something, yo. The Bengals, Burrow. That high-octane offense. I'm not sold on the defense. Not sold on the defense. Burrow's health, I don't know. I'm scared. The last time I saw him play, he was limping significantly. Never been a fan of Joe Mixon after he hurt me in fantasy. Nope. He's still punching women. He don't deserve to do nothing. Nope. Nope. And the bingo curse. The playoff jinx. You know what I mean? The only thing the Bengals can rely on is that Joe Burrow ain't scared of nothing. Joe Burrow... Through his career in high school, college, and all that. Big game, he's big game Joe. He's the real cool Joe. Not Joe Flacco. It's Joe Burrow. And the weapons that he has, 
So, Bengals writers, of course everybody's saying the Bengals, the Bengals should win. The Bengals should win. They should win. Call an upset. I'm picking Raiders. I'm picking the Raiders. Maybe it's the John. What'd you say, Chris? John Madden is going to help them win. You know what I mean? They got an extra player on their team. It's John Madden. You heard of that movie, Angels in the Outfield. We got angels in the end zone. John Madden. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm thinking. That's my big upset of the playoffs. Raiders over Bengals. And don't sleep on the Eagles and Bucks. Niners could beat the Cowboys. I feel like Skip Bayless. I'm wavering back and forth. But I'm just showing you insight. Friday, we will definitely make all our picks. But I want to be the first one to say Raiders over Bengals. And the Raiders could beat 80 to nothing. Watch. <laughs> all right. So now all these coaching jobs. And on, my la- on my last episode, I talked about all these coaching jobs. QBs and coaching jobs. Who's going to be there. And sure enough, Black Monday came. But one name that we didn't hear is Pete Carroll. Is Pete Carroll going to stay? Is he there? Is he going to be there? They were hugging last game like it was the Super Bowl. They treated like the Super Bowl. I mean, somebody's got to go. You acting like that is Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson. And you know how the story goes. Coach is going to overtake. I mean, uh, the player is going to overtake the coach. So if he does go, is he gone? Is he gone gone? Or does he get another gig? Who knows? He ain't gone yet, so we'll get to that. Uh, but before we get to my trending down over one coach that I don't think might ever ever coach again, unless he's a coordinator, let's pause for um, a sponsor here today. Thank you. Let's pause. All right, we back, we back, we back, we back. Okay, am I trending down? My trending down has to be Mike Zimmer. Yo, I was showing people at work today. <laughs> Yo, did you see what he said about Kirk Cousins? I think Tommy sent me the message. I think, Yo, he straight dogged him. And I feel like, I feel like all of it's true. <laughs> but that's me saying that, not the coach in the NFL. If you're going to say all this stuff about your quarterback, what organization is going to want you back in there? I hope and pray that this was a fake thing and fake. If you don't know what I'm talking about, check it out. I mean, he basically said um, he saw more loaves of bread with more edge to him. And this is a blessing he got fired. And Kirk Cousins, he, he didn't want to be trapped in the elevator with Kirk Cousins. I mean, it's just crazy what he said about Kirk Cousins. So I don't know where he's going to be anymore. But Minnesota's going to need a job. So... My question is, with the seven jobs that are open, what's the best one? What's the best fit? We got the Giants. They're four and three. Hey, but they're, they're cleaning the house, and so they're starting fresh. You know what I mean? Giants, you got Saquon Barkley. You got to figure out which one to do with Daniel Jones. You spend a lot of money on people, and I feel like you need to go ahead and let Galladay go. Eat what you can. Let him go. Um... But the Giants, they're a mess. Like, what are you going to do? Is that the job you want? Denver, 7 and 10. You know what I mean? Fangio, whatever. But you got some, you got that young running back, Javante Williams. Uh, your defense is always stacked. You got some young boys, PS3. There's people out there for Denver. And it's intriguing. And I don't know why they, I don't know why elite quarterbacks always look at Denver. It's that John Elway factor. It's that John Elway factor. Um, but hey, they're 7 and 10. They're right there. But you're in that division. 
with the Chiefs and the Chargers and the Raiders. And all three of them were right there in the playoffs. Two of them made it. The other one could have made it. And y'all were last. You got the Jaguars, 3-14. Big time win over the Colts. I mean, big time. They also got the number one pick. You got last year's number one pick. You got this year's number one pick. You can trade down from that. There ain't no elite quarterbacks out there. Plus, you already got one. You can get one of them Ed Rushers or just try to get multiple picks. There's a lot of stuff to it that the Jaguars can do. Is that intriguing for someone? You got the Vikings, 8-9. About time they did something with their team. Um, you got weapons. You, you know, so you got Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson out of Thielen, the young tight end. The defense has some players out there. Harrison Smith from Notre Dame. You know, there's players out there. Is that the best one? The Bears, 6'11", Justin Fields. You know, you still got Mac. You still got players out there. I don't know about them. I mean, the running back stepped up this year. Stepped up big time. But is it that? Or are we looking at the Raiders who's in the playoffs? Or does the interim coach take the job? The Raiders are in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Um, 10 and 7. Who's going to get that job? I'm tired of hearing about... I'm tired of hearing about Jim Harbaugh taking that job. But could I see that happening? Possibly. Possibly. I mean, I can see all kinds of things happening. So which one's the best job? We're going to discuss that on, uh, on Friday. In my opinion, if I had to pick one of them, it's tough, baby. It's completely tough. But if I had to pick one, I'm going Vikings. And the reason why is because of the talent I told you that's there. The uncertainty of Aaron Rodgers staying with Green Bay. Because if Aaron Rodgers ain't there with Green Bay, you got Aaron Rodgers gone. So Green Bay would love. Then you got the Vikings. The Bears and the Lions. I'm trying to go there. Give her the cousins. Give me a quarterback. And let's roll. You can turn it around. Mediocre can go to promising right, right after that. If Aaron Rodgers goes. I'm looking at the Vikings as the number one place to go. But it all goes down to the quarterbacks. So we look at the quarterbacks in the future. They might not be on the ropes now. But what I think. Denver's QBs. I think both of them will be backups. And I think one of them could be a backup for the Texans. That's what I'm calling. Tua. I think it's safe to say that Tua is safe in Miami. The way Flores just got floored. And now every team is trying to get Flores. Floored. Floored. That they fired Flores. What are you doing, Miami? But it's because him and Tua supposedly is coming out. Him and Tua could not get along. So they chose Tua over the coach. Like I said, the player nine times out of ten, maybe nine and a half times out of ten is going to win that argument. Kirk Cousins. I think it's, I think they have to keep him now the way Zimmer made made him feel. I feel like if you fire, if you trade Cousins or or whatever release him or whatever, that's gonna be bad PR after what the coach said about him. You know what I mean? I just feel like I, I feel like they don't want the problems. I think they'll have another year of him and then say out the dope. Um, Daniel Jones, Chris, where's he gonna go? Giants ain't gonna keep him. I'll tell you where I think he goes. I think I think Atlanta gets rid of Matt Ryan. And I think Daniel Jones takes goes to Atlanta. I think that's what it is. They got a young quarterback that can say, hey, we got a young guy. The Giants are dysfunctional. They know what's going on. We're going to take him um, and just do something like that. 
And then Matt Ryan, where's he going to go? Who's going to want Matt Ryan? Any contenders out there that wants a quarterback like Matt Ryan? No. So where do where do old veterans go to get one more big payday? Washington. <laughs> so Matt Ryan to Washington on like a two-year deal, maybe three. Maybe I throw in the center somewhere four because they're stupid. I can see that. Cam Newton, he said he wants to go to a contender. He said, I ain't done playing. I want to go to a contender. Oh, never mind. Chris said that Cleveland wants Cam <laughs> But Cam Newton, I don't think nobody's going to sign him. I don't even think he's going to be a backup. I think he's done. I, I honestly do. I think he's done. I think the biggest person, I mean, obviously besides Wilson and Rodgers, because Wilson, I think he's going to stay. I think the coach is going to he's going to stay, and they're going to try to build, or or he's going to go to Denver, and I hate saying that. And I hate saying that just because when John Elway walks in the room and you're a quarterback, that changes everything. And then you got Aaron Rodgers, of course. If Green Bay's stupid, they're going to let him walk. But I feel like Green Bay's going to throw the house at him and say, you can pick anything you want. You can talk about everything. You can join in everything. I feel like they're going to finally give in and give Aaron Rodgers everything he wants, and he finishes his career at Green Bay. But if they don't, he's going to the Raiders with Devontae Adams. Why not? If the Raiders lose in the first round, which – I mean, they could. They played the big. I mean, they could. I just pulled an upset, but that's why it's an upset because they're favored to lose. They lose in the first round. Green Bay doesn't win the Super Bowl, or even if they do, his attitude and his moxie, Aaron Rodgers is a cocky mug, yo. He'll be like, <laughs> me and Devontae's going to go to the Raiders and win. I could see if anybody, if anybody is not scared to go to that division with Patrick Mahomes, it's Aaron Rodgers. I know he's had a cakewalk in that division forever because who's been there? Who's been there, really? You know what I mean? Who's been in that division that scares Aaron Rodgers? So that makes him look even better than what he is because you're playing division games against who? But I think that if anything, that his, the way his cockiness is, he wouldn't be scared to go there. I think it would take somebody like that to go there. Uh, so that's my sleeper thing. Derek Carr be out. Where would Derek Carr go? Who knows? All right, guys. So now we're going to hit it now with the biggest hits of the season and the miss. You know, everybody always has their preseason picks, preseason this, preseason that. My biggest hit was I saying the AFC West and NFC West was going to be the toughest divisions. And look at it. They got three teams in the playoffs. Well, I guess the AFC West only had two, but they had three contenders. You know what I mean? That toughest divisions. People didn't want to give San Diego a shot. I didn't want to give the Raiders a shot at all. You know what I mean? And here I am thinking that the Seahawks was going to be the other team, but it was actually the 49ers. But still, that was my picks, and that's what it is. My biggest miss, it has to be the Colts, man. I rode the Colts a lot. I said they, they could be the biggest contender. I, I Still, throughout the season, I kept saying that. You don't want to play the Colts. They're offensive line. Jonathan Taylor. NFL rushing leader, and the defense is stepping up, and then you pull what you did against the Jaguars? Really? It doesn't even matter what I said. You lost that game to the Jaguars. When Derrick Henry got hurt, you had a chance to seize the division, and then you lose to the Jaguars in a win and get in the playoffs. That's my biggest miss because that's embarrassing. Not as embarrassing as the Giants on third down doing a quarterback sneaking there on four-yard line. 
Not as embarrassing as that, but that was my biggest miss. Georgia finally gets it done. Bye-bye, Bama. 40-year drought. Yo, man, I'm just saying, man. This dude, I just want to say one thing about the quarterback standing or whatever. He's a walk-on. He wanted to go to his dream school. Walk-on. Went to junior college. Earned himself a scholarship from going to that junior college. Then JT, JT Davis from USC transfers there thinking, there ain't no quarterback in Georgia. I'm going to go over there and steal that job. Like somebody you see these quarterbacks doing. And sometimes it don't work out. He got a nice championship ring, but he didn't contribute like that. You know what I'm saying? Then you beat out JT. You are there in a row. It's fairy tale season. Then you lose the SE championship game. Now the monkeys are back on the coach's back, back on the university's back. You just can't beat Bama in the big game. You just can't beat Bama. You always be leading. You always favored. Or you're doing this and you're doing that. You can't win. You're playing. It's a one-point game. You're trying to do whatever. You do some uh, They call a fumble. All the momentum's gone. All the momentum's gone. And what do you do? You show that mo- you show that moxie out here. And you throw two touchdowns and you win. Um, emotional game. Seeing him on the sidelines crying. Is he going to be in the NFL? Probably not. If he does make it, it'll be nothing significant. Because, I mean... I, I mean, I'm just being honest, but to see him and crying in the emotion, that's what college football is about. And that's why I wish it was more parody. I wish it was more parody with that because that's what it's all about is that nobody will ever be able to take that from him ever, ever. He's going to go down in the history of Georgia as a staple. He's not going to be these big Georgia players out here that people know from going to the NFL and doing all this and doing all that. But he won. He won. You know what I'm saying? They might give him a statue out there like they did Nick Foles. Nick Foles ain't going to never go in the Hall of Fame or nothing but to win for Philly. They got a trophy out there. Philly fans be like, I wish we could have Nick Foles right now. I wish we could have him right now. You know what I'm saying? That's the importance of just winning. And that game is huge. Huge. I know we run it long, but I got a couple more things. Yo, remember when we first started Relative Sports Talk? The last dance was on with MJ. We talked about it all the time. Huge. If nobody's seen this man in the mirror, Tom Brady, ESPN Plus, 10-part documentary, off the chain. Uh, Tom Brady in a different light than you ever think. Check it out. It's it's much CTV. And plus, you know, Santa Kobe's will be coming up right after that. So, <laughs> But, hey, Defensive Player of the Year. I'm going to do this real quick, real quick. I'm not going to get into it. I don't even need stats to tell you that because you already know. Parsons for Dallas, humongous talent. He stay on this trajectory. He's a Hall of Fame. You can look at him and say, huh, he's something different. He's different. But there is no way in the world you can get Parsons Defensive Player of the Year over T.J. Watt. I'm not even going to debate it. I know we can bring it up Friday because I know Tommy's going to say something because he's on Parsons' butt. But I'm going to tell you what. There is no way T.J. Watt does not win Defensive Player of the Year to nobody. He should even be in the MVP talk. T.J. Watt. Period. I love Parsons and I hate Dallas. But he's a freak of nature. But T.J. Watt is a freakier nature. I don't know what their parents would have in their DNA to have J.J. Watt, T.J. Watt, and Derek Watt. I mean, how does this even happen? 
Final thing we're going to talk about is fantasy focus. Yeah, I'm still already thinking about fantasy. You know, when you're a champion right here, you don't take no days off. When you're, um, when you're a champion or a two-time champion of a year, you know what I'm saying? That's what happens. I'm already thinking about next year. Is it for sure that Jonathan Taylor's the number one pick? Is it? Could a wide receiver be number one? Could a Cooper Cup be number one? Because we've seen how running backs go down all the time. Could a wide receiver jump up there? Will the quarterback play? I mean, the quarterback go up higher. People are talking about you wait till the fifth round and get a quarterback sixth round. I mean, I took Lamar Jackson. This is the first time I've ever taken a quarterback early. And he ruined my playoff. He ruined my whole season in my big league. So I will go back to what I said about quarterbacks and wait and stick to my running back philosophy. But it's going to be interesting the way people look at things about how they're going to look at things, how their team fell apart, and things that helped them. I love talking to people about fantasy, and they talk about, I'm going to get this player again because this year he helped me. Every year is different, son. Every year is different. And you know what I'm saying? And once you play this game and do it long enough, you'll understand that. Realism Sports Talk, episode 61. Be ready Friday night. Realism Raw Sports Talk. Special guest. I know Keith's going to be there. I know Shaman's going to be there. Hopefully Tommy will be there. I know Chris, my man Chris is going to be there. And who knows else might drop in. Who else? Who knows? Relatives of Sports Talk. Thank you all for tuning in. Subscribe. Spread the words. All right.